This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. ...that they can use, excuse me, um, to kind of unsludge it. Long before you get stones, you get sludge. Sludge is manageable. Even stones are manageable, okay? And we're going to get into that to a, to a little bit. So, so that's kind of where the medical profession is. When your gallbladder is not working, it's not only not breaking down the fats. When it's not breaking down the fats, you're not absorbing them. But the gallbladder also has to, it also has to alert the pancreas <laughs> to start working. So it's a chain. Stomach, gallbladder, pancreas. You pull the plug on the stomach, the gallbladder and the pancreas doesn't work. You pull the plug on the gallbladder, the pancreas doesn't work. Pancreas doesn't work. You don't break down other, uh, other nutrients. They don't get absorbed. You start getting like um, malabsorption and then you start losing weight quickly. Being sedentary, got to get up and move around. One of the things that you can do to like get your gallbladder like working good is exercise. Being sedentary is bad. Being pregnant is bad. Not, it's not bad, but being pregnant during a period of time that you already are compromised, you have all the symptoms, nobody knows you got a gallbladder problem. Being pregnant because it puts in a lot of stress on the system, that can bring it out. Eating a high fat diet, eating a high cholesterol diet, uh, obvious reasons, okay. Eating a low fiber diet, fiber moves the, moves the fat through. Um, uh, so if you don't have any fiber, it sits there and then it overwhelms your gallbladder having a family history of gallstones, having diabetes, taking medications that can contain estrogen. We briefly talked about that, such as oral contraceptives or hormone therapy drugs. So, so that's big. The, the drugs that can cause gallbladder problems, uh, we talked a little bit already about estrogen. If you're taking, especially if you're taking estrogen creams because you put them on and it's hard to dose those, so they get absorbed into your they get absorbed into your fat they go into your system usually you're going to be taking too much of those okay a lot of problems with estrogen creams is they put you into estrogen dominance um, there's not a good way to measure it so what happens is is estrogen is supposed to be used all hormones all hormones you make them they're supposed to go where they're supposed to go do what they're supposed to do then they're supposed to go through the liver and the gallbladder and the intestines and they're supposed to be detoxified through those three things, and then they're supposed to end up in the toilet, okay? That's the, that's the hormone cycle. If you have constipation, they're not ending up in the toilet. If you had a bad liver, they're not ending up in the toilet. If you have a bad gallbladder, they're not ending up in the toilet. And if they're not ending up in the toilet, they're ending up in your liver, they're going, they're, or they're gonna end up um, not being digested properly through your, through your stomach or they're gonna get into your fat cells. Fat cells are estrogenic, men and women, they absorb fat. And so, but it, so it puts a tremendous, uh, it puts a tremendous demand on the liver. And again, as I discussed on that, one, on that one case, that's what happened to the one case with the staff member here. We just cleaned her out. We just cleaned her out, we cleaned out her liver, we cleaned out her gallbladder, we cleaned out her stomach. All of a sudden, her estrogen t balance came back into, into normal and, um, and she had her period with like, she came in and she was like, I just had a period. I'm like, well, that's good. You're like, you know, you're like 40 years old. That's okay. <laughs> she said, no, you don't get it. I haven't had a period in two and a half years. And so, and they've been normal since. I mean, I was like six or seven or eight, I don't know, I forget, six or seven or eight months ago that that happened. So, okay, so, so estrogen drugs will cause, 
Statin drugs, you gotta look into statin drugs. I, I will admit, I'm kind of like not a statin drug fan. There's so many other different ways you can get your cholesterol down. It, 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 that, that, and, and statin drugs, I had, I had a gentleman in here the other day and he was taking statin drugs. This doctor hadn't given him CoQ10, his muscles are cramping up. You know, the statin drugs do so many things. But one of the biggest things it does is it decreases your cholesterol and then, uh, and then it alters your ability's cor- uh, cholesterol to synthesize into bile. That puts a strain on your, on your, uh, on your gallbladder. Next thing you know, you get sludge. Next thing you know, that goes into, into stones and so on and so forth. Diuretics, diuretics will also increase the, uh, uh, the biliary cholesterol saturation rate. So, um, so you'll get too much being, being absorbed and then that gunks up the liver and the gallbladder. Antibiotics just increase sludge. I talk about sludge. Sludge is sludge. <laughs> it's all these toxins and all, this, all, the, all the bile in the liver that just gets thick and it just won't go through the bile duct and it won't go in. Antibiotics alter gut function significantly if you haven't like taken a probiotic or something like that to get your gut function back if you're even able to do that because you, you, if you don't have good hydrochloric acid and you don't have a gallbladder, uh, good gallbladder and stuff, sometimes that might be hard to do. But if you, if you can't get it back, um, then the antibiotics themselves will actually increase uh, demand on your gallbladder. You get the sludge, you get all the symptoms. They take a, an ultrasound, maybe they can see the sludge, maybe they can't. If you can't see it, then you're screwed. Um, and then um, and we talked about statins already, and that decreases gallbladder motility. Those are the big drugs. Those are the big drugs that you have to look at. Everybody comes in here. I have a list of drugs, and I can't remember them all. So I have, I have, uh, so I have a couple of, of, of sheets uh, that I've had put in plastic <laughs> so I can look at them. I have one, I have two and a half sheets of drugs that screw up your thyroid. I have, you know, I have sheets of drugs that screw up your, your gallbladder. Because if you don't look at those before you start a case, now if we go back to basics and we go into priorities, if you don't look at those before you start a case and you got a gallbladder problem and they're taking three of these drugs and you're trying to give them some bile salts or something like that to get rid, it's not going to happen. So another clinical pearl there. So you need to like, you need to understand that. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, let's see, they use medicines, okay. So, okay, so we, we already went over, so you get a gallbladder, basically, you get the gallbladder from one of these many mechanisms we talk about. The gallbladder starts to slow down, the gallbladder doesn't, and then you start to get sludge, and then ultimately you start to get small stones, and then later you get larger stones. If you get a stone stuck in, in, in the duct, the, the duct, uh, the, this called the cystic duct. If you get a, that, that, then they have now they have lasers that can blow those stones up, and, and you don't have to have your gallbladder taken out. Um, uh, they use medications, but for the most part, um, if you have stones, they're they're they're, they're taking it out. Okay, so uh, so it's medications taking it out, so on and so forth. It's it's sludge, it's 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 stones, it's blockages. Then it's, uh, and, 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 and somewhere along the line, they, uh, somebody does an ejection fraction on you showing that your gallbladder is slowing down and then it's, and then it's gangrenous. Or large, large stones and gangrenous, that's kind of like the flow of it. Um, unless you get the gangrenous, 
all those other things can be handled. Um, let's see, what, what other things cause gallbladder problems? Uh, um, uh, brain injury ca can cause uh, gallbladder problems. So this is why this is like one of my favorite subjects. I mean, look at how long I've been talking about this. And look at, and look at how many things are going on here. Okay, so like brain, brain injury, a concussion can actually cause your gallbladder to slow down because your brain controls your vagus nerve, your vagus nerve controls your, your, the, the movement of your gallbladder, and if your vagus nerve gets inflamed, gallbladder starts not working. So now you're trying to fix the gallbladder, but you have like this post-concussion syndrome and it's not going away. Neurodegenerative disease, like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, these things notably cause constipation. They notably slow down the whole bowels. When that happens, gallbladder. Um, chronic intestinal inflammation uh, will, will, will cause the gallbladder not to work because the gallbladder has sensitivity to inflammation. Um, uh, we talked about oral contraceptives. Oh, um, uh, ovarian cysts. Those of you who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, it alters the amount and it can increase your testosterone or it can increase your estrogen. Those things will screw up your gallbladder. Um, let's see, um, I think that's it. I think that's all of the things that cause gallbladder problems. And, and so the gallbladder is like an interesting thing. It's, it's, it's because forever and ever and ever, it's just been like the gallbladder is like just pumping. We don't really need it, just take it out. We'll give you a medication and we'll give you cholestyramine and, and you're good. Whew, man, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, okay, so I have a gallbladder problem or I have my gallbladder out. So, um, so let's go with, I have my gallbladder out. Okay, I have my gallbladder out, what can I do? Um, so here's the thing, hierarchy. If you have your gallbladder out, you know, and you, got, and, you got, and you have any of these things I talked about, you have neurodegeneration from Parkinson's or you have it from uh, maybe early dementia or Alzheimer, or you have it from brain trauma, or you have it because your whole gut's inflamed or something like that. Well, unfortunately, what you gotta do is get rid of that, even if you have a gallbladder out, okay? Well, I'm going gallbladder out, what does that have to do with anything? When you get your gallbladder out, you still have a duct that's called your cystic duct, okay? This is a little duct, so the gallbladder pumps into this cystic duct, and then that, this duct dumps into where the, it's called your duodenum, where, where it's like the right, the top, right outside of your stomach, the top part of your intestines. And that and the pancreas dump in, and then they, they help to digest stuff. That cystic duct becomes your new gallbladder, okay? And it tries to do the gallbladder's job. It, tr it, try it, it, it ends up expanding. It's a duct, so it's round, it's round, it's long. But then it ends up becoming like a pouch so that it can, so that, and you can imagine, so that it can transmit the bile. Well, you can imagine when you got a gallbladder, and this, this old duct is trying to do what the gallbladder is doing, maybe it's gonna have a hard time doing the job. And so a lot of times what we see in here is the patient comes in, they have every single gallbladder symptom marked up. And I go, oh, you've got a gallbladder problem. They go, I don't have a gallbladder. And, and I'm like, I, right, I see that on your, on your chart, but you have this cystic duct. Um, well, you don't, get, usually, you don't usually get stones at that point. Usually you have sludge in there, okay? And, and so uh, it's pretty standard for me when people come in to, and they don't have a gallbladder because it's so important, I, they're going on some sort of a support for a gallbladder. I, 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 they're, or no, I'm not treating them. If they have a gut problem, I'm not treating them. If they, have, if they have problems that I have to get to through the gut, I'm not treating them. Because, what did I say? It's, not, it's either not gonna work 
or it's going to go away and come back. And so there are a number of supplements. Uh, there's ginger, there's capsicum, there's curcumin, there's fenugreek. Um, onion enhances the secretion of bile acids and bile salts. There's the, the liver stuff, the dandelion, the milk thistles. Um, all of these things can, can help that to work. Usually we'll use Biomin and then something, another pro product called Lipomin. That lipo, lipo is like fat, okay? So those two things usually break it down. I usually have them take that for a month. And then I will have them take one of these herbs or botanicals forever because you don't have a gallbladder, okay? And this is this is probably one of the this is probably one of the people call and go, what, what can you tell me to do? You know, this is like one of the things I can actually tell you to do. Okay, that's going to be good for you. That doesn't really depend on anything else. You just need to to to, to take this stuff. If you uh, if you want to uh, if you don't have a gallbladder, the chances are you've already decreased your fats and fried foods and carbs. And if you haven't, you should you should decrease sugar. Like the diet, you know, whether you have gallbladder problems or whether you have a gallbladder out, it's like decrease your fats and oils. After what we talked about for the last 30 minutes or whatever it is or more, it's it's uh, that should be a no-brainer. Fried foods, most of you are already not eating it. You know, decrease your carbs. Not, not having a gallbladder is not the best thing for people who are on the ketogenic diet, okay? So if you're on a ketogenic diet, you definitely need to supplement for your gallbladder, even if you have it, frankly, okay? Even if you have your gallbladder, you should supplement for that because it puts a demand, high-fat diet, right? It puts a demand on gallbladders. 20% of the people have gallbladders. That's all they know. Forget, remember about the 10% that probably have gallbladder problems that they haven't even figured out has them yet, okay? Which is probably more than that 20%. So you should be taking that. Sugar, screw it up. You should increase your fiber. Um, you can drink coffee. <laughs> For those of you who can drink coffee or aren't stressed out of your mind or you don't drink coffee and it makes you better, coffee can not be good for your stomach and your intestines. So you have, you kind of have to gauge that. If you have an inflammatory bowel disease, don't drink coffee. If you don't have inflammatory bowel disease, you can drink coffee. Coffee enemas, I'm not going to go into coffee enemas. Yeah, you know, they're good. All right, there's, there's the no coffee enemas are bad. Coffee enemas are good. They're good for this. They're good for this. Um, I, I'm not an I'm not a everyday coffee enema guy. <laughs> okay. But if you have a gallbladder problem, it'll get your gallbladder sludge moving. It'll get your gallbladder. If you got small stones, it'll get those out. There's tons of studies that'll say that, that that will work. And I'm talking still to those of you who don't have a gallbladder. I'm kind of talking to both of you right now. I'll get into the people who have a gallbladder in a second. Um, so anyway, so all of that decreases, uh, increases your, your, your ability. For those of you who don't have gallbladders, you have a cystic duct that's trying to be the gallbladder. Don't take bile salts. <laughs> I've been taking, tell people to take bile salts forever and, and they work, but the position of, of, of my mentors um, who, who you can trust with your life, let me tell you, um, is the bile salts are too harsh. Over a long period of time, they're too, too harsh. So you wanna go more to these supplements, okay? So for those of you who have a gallbladder, let's go back, so don't have a gallbladder, you have a gallbladder, it's called, it's called a cystic duct. You just gotta keep it moving, okay? You gotta keep the sludge out of there, that's the way you do it. You can do it by exercise, Exercise is also really good because you're moving around. It increases vagal activity. Exercise is good for people who do and do not have a gallbladder. In fact, exercise is good for everybody who can do it if you find the right, if you find the right, um, the right intensity level for, for you. You have a gallbladder. Here's the thing. Okay, you go to the doctor. 
You don't have, you, if you have the symptoms, you have the symptoms. If you have the symptoms, you're one of those people who's like, you're on your way to stones, okay? You can get small stones, you can get large stones. If the stones are not impacted, it is not about what you eat for the most part. It's not about, it's not about your imbalance in calcium and all that type of stuff, okay? It's about, it's about these things that we've talked about. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and so, um, well, it's about what you eat relative to that. You got to decrease your, your, fry, your fats and your oils and, and, and your fried foods and, and your carbs and your sugar. So I'll take that back. So it is about those things. So you have to decrease those things. And, and, and you can use these herbs and botanicals and these stones will disappear. Uh, now there are I, I you know I used to like uh, I used to like attach all of the peer reviewed journal references, but frankly, I just don't have the time to do that anymore. So, but you can look these studies up. You can look on PubMed. You can look on the dissolution dissolution of stones by natural means, and there are tons of studies out there that'll show before and afters of ultrasounds where the stones are are have have, have disintegrated, even large stones even large stones with spikes on them. Where, oh, you gotta get it out because it's gonna go into my, your, your duct. And then, well, you know, I'll wait until it goes in my duct. Let me try this first. The, it will work. And so, so you can do that. You can do that. You can do the exercise. You can change the diet. You can do herbs and botanicals. And, um, and, and, um, and, and, and those things largely are going to, to uh, take care of the problem. You can do, <laughs> You can do the old olive oil and lemon juice uh, deal. It works, okay. Um, there, there, there's a lot of controversy on it, but at that seminar, they presented a number of papers and they prevented, they, they showed a lot of, uh, of um, uh, uh, studies and they, they actually showed pictures of where the stones would come out and they would show you that, you know, what the stones looked like and so on and so forth. And then there's the old coffee enemas, okay. I'm not going to get into the, the details of coffee on this, but I have sheets here for people. I use it for people who have severe gallbladder issues that are not resolving any other way. And I use it for people who have severe constipation. I don't use it that often. Most of the stuff that we, we do, everything gets going. Uh, but, 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 but there's, there's, there's studies that will tell you the coffee on don't work. There are studies that will tell you they do work. So my experience and my colleagues' experiences and my mentors' experiences are they work for these types of things. I would do all of that. The only, the only reason anybody's ever taken my gallbladder out is me, well, if, there's not, if, if I have a blocked duct and I'm getting a lot of pain, that's okay because I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna get like, I'm gonna go use a laser, get it out of there, and I'll do what I need to do to get rid of all the stuff that's in the gallbladder so it doesn't happen again. The only reason it's coming out for me is if they tell me I got gangrene in there and I'm gonna get, and, and it's and it's or it's and or it's on its way or it's cancerous, that's the only way it's coming out for me. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I would do. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's gallbladder. I mean, that's pretty much gallbladder. And I talked a lot. And I can go into this like in even in much more enormous detail. But this is like my favorite subject because this it, people come in here, people come in here all the time. And today's it's we're doing this right. We're sharing all this stuff with you. Are people on there harking their products for your fibromyalgia or for your, for your intestinal cleansing or for this is gonna cure that and, this, and you do it and it doesn't work. This is one of the biggest reasons those things don't work 
because if it's there and, and you don't take a direct hit on it, or you're taking these drugs, or you have brain injury, or you have neurodegeneration that's causing it, or something like that, it's not getting better, your gut's not getting better, which means your immune system's not getting better, which means your fire mirage is not getting better. This is a big deal. And so that's why I took a little bit more time. Really important. Okay, so that's today, gallbladder. Um, we're gonna move on next time. I think next time, gallbladder and liver are kind of together, but liver does like, they used to tell us 350 things, now it's like 500 things that the liver does. We're gonna get into the liver. Liver's another big one. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.